0: Welcome to Lessons for Leaders, I'm your host Emma Langton and each week I'm bringing you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business and thrive in life. Now this week I'm talking to you about why it would be good for you to be a curious leader and how that can have a really positive impact on everyone in your workforce. How good would it be to be able to break down barriers and make communication and problem-solving easy? That's what I'm diving into this week. So join me on this episode. So welcome back. I hope you've had a really fantastic week. It's going to be the best week for me ever because I am celebrating my 50th birthday, would you believe? Um, People say I don't look it, which is absolutely marvellous. You won't have an absolute clue what I look like, given that I'm just in your earbuds and not in your face, as they say. But I'm going to be doing an awful lot of celebrating this week. And probably, actually, I'm going to make it last for the whole year. But this is what I've been saying. You know, there's some people that have been saying to me, oh my God, how do you feel about that? That's quite a milestone, isn't it? With all that kind of negative doom and gloom sort of approach to it. And I keep saying, do you know what? It's flipping amazing. Um, I'm doing my best ever. I'm 10 years in business. I'm half a century old. I still feel 29 on the inside. But let's look at things to celebrate. You know, there's, we need reasons to get people together. So I'm going out with a family. I am I'm having a big party and I'm looking for 50 different things that I can do through the year until I realized, as somebody else pointed out to me, that that means it's kind of nearly one a week, but I've already done so many fabulous things. And one of those fabulous things that was on my to-do list, you're going to know what I'm going to say now is my marvelous talking truths event that is going to enable females in the workplace whether that's business or corporate to improve their performance to lead effectively to grow with confidence and make a positive impact on their professional and personal growth without crucially compromising on the well-being and If you've been listening to the episodes of my podcast, you will know that this is taking place in York at the wonderful Hilton Hotel on the 27th of February. I've got three other wonderful speakers coming along and some people from company to provide a panel situation as well where we can ask questions about what they think is is good to happen in the workplace. I want people not just to leave supported and empowered, but also to have some really practical tools, strategies and actions that they can put into place that are going to make a difference from the moment that they leave. So tickets are still on sale. There's just a few of the tickets left but also because it's birthday week and because I want to share the love if anybody buys a ticket tomorrow on Friday the 14th of February on Valentine's Day then you will also get a very wonderful confident conversations, meditation track. So you get my lovely voice, but it just goes in a little bit of a softer way uh, to help you with the meditation and to boost your confidence and tap into your kind of subconscious. So that's a fabulous boost that you're going to get for you personally, but it's also a bonus if you, just to share the love really, if you buy a ticket tomorrow. So, head over to the website at www.emmalangton.com forward slash events. Grab your ticket. Don't delay. Don't waste any more time. It's less than two weeks to my event. So, no. The day this comes out, it will be two weeks to my event. So, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I really do hope that you um, come along and join me. And I'd love to meet you in person. So, back to the show. How good would it be to have leaders in your company to be more productive, to be more effective and to be able to break down the barriers to communication so that problem solving is easy? Well, goodness me, how on earth are we going to manage to do all that? Well, I mentioned curiosity in the intro and they do say that curiosity killed the cat but it doesn't have to kill your leadership or your workforce. Because the thing is that Our leaders in companies often want to be able to demonstrate that they know what they're talking about, demonstrate their expertise, that they um, are fully capable and they don't always warm to having curiosity in the workplace. They're not always completely comfortable in having people come along and ask them questions or question their decision making. There's been some research on this, and researchers say that only 24% of people feel curious in their jobs on a regular basis, and 70% of people say that there are barriers to asking more questions at work. So when you think about what that impact is, because we, well certainly me, as I've just you know, declared my age, um, you know, some of us... We're brought up in a generation and a culture where you just don't question. You go to work, the people in charge of you, they tell you what to do, they tell you what they want from you, and we do as we're told. But the thing is that we need to change the way that we speak to people, and we need to change the way that we have these interactions and responses with people. Even the British Army is looking at the way that they speak to people, because we've got, I don't want this to sound ageist, We've got young'uns coming through the workplace today. Um, and actually, they don't just do as they're told. And they do question things. Or they do say, oh, you can't speak to me like that. Or really, I don't, I'm don't, i not sure it's okay that you asked me to do that sort of thing. Now, it doesn't mean that they're being bolshy or aggressive or disrespectful. But they do question more. Um, I'm not going to go into the kind of whys and wherefores of that, how that is or why that is. It just is. And so with some of our leaders, we need to help them understand that we need to change the way that we speak and we can be curious and we can open up questioning. Even the British Army is changing the way they speak to people. They no longer have that sergeant, major, command and control, authoritarian approach to working. And so to support people in the very best way and to help them to be able to make a difference with how they perform, we can be more curious. We can open up the platform for questioning. And what that also does is that increases the productivity and better improves the output that you get from people. So we need to implement curiosity in our businesses and particularly in our leadership. Because this is the thing that I hear all the time. It's all very well bringing in new ways of working or or new ideas and new programs. But if you don't have buy-in from the top, you're going to have a problem making it stick. You're going to have a problem having everybody wanting to adopt it. The leadership team need to understand the reasons why, whatever it is, in this case curiosity, is important. How it's going to make an impact. And really, where it's going to where it's going to impact the bottom line are their return on investment, or their return on effort, or expectation. So, what is it about curiosity? Well, we're all born with boundless curiosity. You think about little boys that poke sticks in trees. Um, you think about um, kids that stick their fingers in plug sockets and. The children that go around are going, why is this, this? What's that about? Why is that, that? da de da de, da That boundless curiosity is there naturally. It's how we learn. As we grow older, then there becomes a bit of conflict that comes up in us that dampens down that curious spirit. And that instinctive questioning and finding out, and general nosiness, I suppose is changed by our desire to conform and fit in. So what happens is we stop asking questions because we learn over time that it makes us look stupid or it makes us stand out in some way or we're putting ourselves in vulnerable positions. We might be open to uncertainty and therefore that uncertainty leads to feeling vulnerable. Now, vulnerable is a bit of a hot topic at the minute. Ooh, we need to show our vulnerability don't we? And I get that. And I agree that we do. I think some people have a misunderstanding about what vulnerability is. I might cover that in a different episode. But when we are uncomfortable about feeling vulnerable, it's then not going to happen. We're not going to ask the questions. We're not going to be curious. When we think about what happens in our brain, when we ask these questions, you know, the general who, what, why, where, when type questions. When we ask those, there's a part at the very front of our brain that goes into alert. It sends this judgment or danger or risk. So then often what people, so instead of just, you know, the curious questions, who's who's dealing with this? What went on here? Why did that not work? What happens is the person that you're asking that question of, they sense That it's all going wrong. So people become defensive. And even if it doesn't look like it on the outside. Inside they're feeling defensive. They're feeling that vulnerability. And they're probably thinking. Oh my god. I'm in trouble here. I've done something wrong. I'm responsible. It's my fault. So then when you start asking questions. They become defensive. And you don't really get the answers that you want. Because they're all tense and strung up. And. Well, yeah, defensive, protecting themselves. But when we bear that in mind, we can know exactly what we're working with and how we can work around it. So then we can rephrase some of those questions that can change the way that we approach the questioning so it becomes less confrontational and more curious. So, some of the key phrases that I like to work with when I tell people is I'm wondering. Now, I've even used I'm wondering with the kids and the husband. So it can work with anybody, not just people in the workplace. But I'm wondering is a really sort of soft and gentle, curious way to begin the phrasing of a question. So I'm wondering what's happened here. I'm wondering what's going on so that you are struggling And then when they start to open up, you can use tell me more about that. Or even, oh boss, we're going to have a problem with it. Tell me more about that. So instead of why did this go wrong, you can have help me understand. That's another one. And in this way, they can be less confrontational. Now there is a kind of list of a few more sentence openers, but those three key ones are absolutely brilliant. So if you're going to start with any, start with those. I'm wondering... Tell me more. Help me understand. Try them out. See what sort of different responses you get from people. But also, we know that body language is important. So, when you're sitting with somebody, a slight tilt of the head to one side or other, you know, kind of makes it really look like you really are wondering. And also, if you do a slightly higher voice, so you may have already noticed that I've been doing that as I've demonstrated, I'm wondering. Instead of, I'm wondering, I'm wondering. And what that does is it calms down people's internal system. So it takes them out of that defensive state and into their own curious state. And they open up more. And so what you find is curiosity helps eliminate stress. People worry less about the skills that they don't have. Because curiosity forces us almost to... To learn and allows us to be more positive. So you get your questions answered more easily. Curious people are more proactive rather than passive. A more proactive attitude means that your people who are going to see things from different angles, try and find alternative solutions to develop tasks differently, better, more efficiently, whatever you want. When we're curious we find that ideas come to us more easily because our mind is active and able to recognise new patterns when they appear and a lot of new possibilities open up. So then you have a workforce that's kind of got a real can-do attitude and a yes, we can solve this and it makes it much better for you. So leading with curiosity rather than authority might need some personal development maybe some coaching or some support in some other way, because you may need to help your leaders change the way that they think about things, about themselves or the leadership, or even just about the way that we do the questioning. But when you do that, the results reach much further than just your leadership team. One client of mine used to speed around the office back in instructions that would get her into trouble and complaints about her attitude. And becoming curious, actually, she said, would save her loads of time because she didn't need to go back and apologise for being abrupt or smooth over any ruffled staff to get them back on board. So she found it incredibly effective. A bit tiring to start with because she kind of had to think more. But she said it was amazing the difference that it made. So when your leaders embed a culture of curiosity in the workplace, what you get with reduced stress, more proactivity, less defensiveness, what you also get are better relationships with employees. And when there are problems, staff reach out to you, often with options or solutions, because they're more open to letting you know about what they see. So enabling your staff to be more engaged brings a happier workforce. And then a happier workforce, we all know that a happier workforce, they're more productive, they work better. So a happy and more curious workplace means that you can retain them for longer too. So I hope you found that really helpful. So when you change the way that you think about things, you change the way that you phrase the questions, and then the impact is not just on leadership team, but on your staff, reduces stress, makes them more proactive. They seek you out with problems. So give it a go. And then drop me an email and let me know how it's gone for you. And if you want any more tips and advice, or if you've got something that you want to ask me that you want a podcast doing on, drop me an email. It's emma at emmalankton.com. If you've got questions about my event, drop that to the same email. And then don't forget to go over tomorrow, check out the tickets for the Talking Truths event and the wonderful meditation bonus that I'm providing for you. And then please do leave a review. I know it's not always easy to find how to leave a review on the podcast. Drop me an email as well if you wanted some instructions for that. I'll read out some of the reviews that I've got on a future show. You might get yours read out. But it also helps other people to find the podcast. And it helps the platforms like iTunes and Spotify be able to recommend the podcast to different people too. So, I hope you have the most amazing week. Find something to celebrate. Do lots of wondering. And then I'll see you again on the next episode. Bye for now. (laughs)